Welcome to Kaizen Time, part of the Blood, Sweat, and Business podcast, where we provide constant improvement to businesses through timely, actionable financial solutions. Do you want answers to your financial questions? Email us at bsp at kaizencpas.com. I'm your host, Mark Valeski. Now let's get started. Welcome to Kaizen Time. I'm joined by Clay Hamlin, a partner here at the firm. How are you doing, Clay? Just fine. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So, beginning of the year, a lot of people are looking at what the rest of the year is going to be like. And for some people, they're looking at selling their business. They're retiring. They're maybe going to go to Florida like everybody does these days. Yep. I heard it's pretty nice, by the way. Is that um, true? It is. Yeah. People going there three times in 2024. Yeah. Yep. There's also a lot of alligators. Uh, depends on where you are. If you're near a pond or something, better <laughs> better take a look. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't jump in right away. Yeah, yep. definitely. So, Clay. If you were, yep. if you had a small business and you were looking at selling, what would you do? You know, what are the, what are the kind of the thought process that you'd be going through before you just jump on in? Sure. Selling at a profit? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, what are, actually, so, that's a great question. What are, what are the options? Like, what kind of businesses are you selling? Right, right, right. So, if you want to sell fast, mm-hmm. um, you're definitely not going to make as much because selling is a multi-year process. Many small business owners put a premium on saving taxes. Mm-hmm. And generally, saving taxes is not a good strategy when you're trying to sell a business. Because that oh. means you're lowering the profit typically. Mm-hmm. And when you lower the profit over a multi-year period of time, then you go and sell it. The business, the buyer looks at it and says, eh, it's, not, not, really, attractive, it's right? not really making that much money. Okay. So it's really something you need to start three years. Most buyers are, will ask for three years of financials in advance. And if you've been prioritizing saving money, uh, tax money at that point, your business isn't going to make as big a profit when you sell. So that's that's something you need to start in advance. And that's why I said, do you want to make a profit here? Because if it's <laughs> if it's like we were going to sell this year and we've never really thought about this before, this could be an issue. Mm-hmm. So really, you know, if we're if we're saying it's going to be this year and we haven't really planned, I would be looking to maximize my profit as much as possible i wouldn't put through maybe owner discretionary expenses right now i would that oh let's say you happen to have a home heating bill that you're putting through the business or you know i don't know you you're gonna take some client out to the Mm -hmm. blackhawks game or Mm -hmm. you know something along those lines um i probably would avoid those things right now so kind of that as you get closer, you want to start cleaning things up, right? Yeah, exactly. Reducing your expenses, showing as much profit as possible. Because any any of these owner discretionary expenses, any of these things that you know, I'm just I wasn't as profitable then. Mm-hmm. It's always a, a sow, sows the seed of doubt in the buyer. Is that really an owner's discretionary expense? Is the pro, is can I really make more money than this previous owner did mm-hmm. by just being asked to? you know, sort of buy the buy the pie in the sky thing. Oh, you can make more than I made because you you run this business so much better than yeah, I and did. And no one wants to buy a lemon, right? Yeah, exactly. It's 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 uh, it's actually it seems more like just like buying a house, right? You want to present it in the best possible light. You know, show Correct. it show it for what it is, or in in many ways, what it could be if they took possession of it, right? Yep. And and another thing too is as I would have professionally done financial statements okay because um 
if you just show them what comes out of your QuickBooks, oftentimes that's going to be amateurish looking. And it's also and up for debate, right? Again, no one wants to buy the lemon. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so if it looks amateurish, then it probably is amateur, amateurish. I can't even say that word very well, but you get the we point. Fortunately, we don't have to say that very often right? in is, our field. <laughs> I'm searching for a different word, but you know, hey, it works. So you, you want something that looks professional. It's kind of like if you turn in a sloppy essay when you're in school where you can have exactly the same essay that's nicely typed, the nicely mm-hmm. typed one's probably going to get a better grade. Makes and perfect so sense. That's what so, we're, so that's really what, what you want to do is, again, present it in the best light. You know, exactly. If you're, if, if you're selling your house, you should probably have it cleaned. Exactly. Right? Make, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Okay. So you're preparing it. Yep. What else can you do in that preparation phase? Maybe like the last year, six months, you know, do you put out feelers? Are you going out and courting people? How does that well, work? there's a few more things actually, sure. like just internally that you can do. Sure. Let's, let's say, for example, you have a couple key employees or maybe a lot of key employees that have no, no employment agreements. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if the buyer came in and they lost those people, and those people walked away with customers or clients or whatever, mm-hmm. um, that could be a big negative when, the, when the, a buyer comes in and says, well, any of these people can walk off with half the business. I don't know your customers. It, so it this sows be seeds of doubt, right? Yep. So basically you're looking at some internal things that you being able to change it to give that um, potential new buyer a little bit of um, safety net, feeling comfort, right? Yep. If you have any like potential liabilities or potential lawsuits, get those things cleaned up. Get rid of them. <laughs> hey, it's, I feel it, like that it, one of those it, things you don't even have to say. It, it you'd be surprised you, how often you are the, absolutely the, right. these things. You know, no, nothing should be left. And I'm not an attorney, so mm-hmm. I'm just you yep. know, this is just like a businessman talking about mm-hmm. how these things work, right? But it's surprising how often these things come up, and well, so you have to say it. Well, it's and it's I shouldn't say it's strange, but Sometimes those lawsuits are the reason why they're selling that business. And it, I'll be Could honest with you, one of the big things, one of the hot things right now, sure, state taxes. A lot of people aren't thinking about this, but you know we're dealing with a client right now that might mm-hmm. be in 20, 30 states. They're filing in two. And so when a buyer comes in and says, well, you've got sales in all these states, um. <clears throat> What about the state you haven't filed in any states? The, the states could go back indefinitely and, and try and, you know, have that company file and, and pay and pay penalties and interest and blah, blah, blah. And it's, and some deals are falling through right now mm-hmm. simply because the buyer looks at this and says, mm, I have a... The more information they're getting, I, the more questions are coming up. Yeah, I have 20 honeypots for these states to come mm-hmm. after me. And, you know, I, I don't want... I'm not pool bear here. I don't have all the, the honey to, to fill these pots for them. Okay. All right. Makes so, sense. So, you know, it, it is some things that might be unexpected. I, I know I'm in, we're in the tax, partly in the par- tax business. Mm-hmm. It's part of what we do. Might sound self-serving, but to get your, your state tax liabilities and your state tax filings up to date. So really the, you know, getting yourself ready to sell a business it's more of just cleanup and maintenance. It's and it's far less to do about 
guess, well, I shouldn't say so not so much the front end. Let me give you one, one more big thing, right? Sure. A lot of business owners have not sold their business before. I know it sounds kind of circular almost, okay. right? <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> but, okay. But a lot of, for a lot of business owners, they really, it's not like they're serial owners. There are a few of those that are out there. Um, but they haven't sold their business before. So they don't really know what to do. It's not like they have a lot of experience doing this. And they, surprising number of them, do it themselves. I'm just going to DIY this thing. They don't hire a business broker because they don't want to pay, say, 5 to 10%. Okay. But I've seen many times where a business owner, where a, a broker sells it for like $10 million and the the seller started themselves, tried to sell it themselves. They had a couple offers, million, million and a half, two million. And they're like, I don't, you know, after taxes, I, I don't get enough to retire on here. Okay. Should we, we? Should I do this? And the answer typically is no, you should hire a broker and, and, and actually market this thing. That's what they do. Kind of like anything, if you, you know, you would like to hire a professional if you want to get out there and be at that professional level of selling. That's right. about right. Yeah, or, you know, you're, you're sued and you're in court and you go and represent yourself. You can save money. I, I will grant you that. <laughs> I don't always on, recommend on, it. On, on attorney's fees, anyway. Mm-hmm. But I don't recommend necessarily doing that. Okay. And Perfect. so, you know, hiring a broker, cleaning up the balance sheets, looking at your liabilities, looking at your employees. Um, <clears throat> another thing, too, is if you have, like, one a customer that's very, very large in okay. in relation to the rest of your business, 50%, 60%. I have one, one client that's 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, that I would want a contract. I wouldn't want this just sort of informal type of thing mm-hmm. um, because a buyer um, will look at this and say, well, if we lose this one lose customer, one. Yep. we're screwed. I mean, this... You know, what we bought is, again, the lemon. And so that's another thing you can do is is to try and tie up a sort of formal relationship with that with that key customer. Oh, this is actually a, a lot. Is, is there anything else? Any other one that you're just like, eh, maybe you should throw this in too? Not off the top. I, I, those, are, those are the big ones. And you'd be surprised how many sellers miss on all of them, right? Wow. And... And we've had clients over the years that just literally just shut down their business for nothing. They wow. get zero out of it. A profitable business that has been around for years and then just, nah. Puff goes a magic dragon. That's horrible. It is because they're, they're literally just throwing money down the toilet. All right. Well, perfect. Thank you very much, Clay. Yeah, no problems. You've been listening to Kaizen Time, part of the Blood, Sweat, and Business podcast. If you like what you heard, subscribe and leave a five-star review. This podcast has been brought to you by Kaizen CPAs Plus Advisors, providing advisory and accounting services to help you grow your business. Learn more at kaizencpas.com or email us at bsb at kaizencpas.com.